You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Extreme Rules offers nothing special. It's Bilal Bakani and Daniel Shahori, the podcast I once named The Express, but I always forget to plug it. How are you doing, Daniel? I am wonderful. Good to see you, my friend. Well, you and I get to see each other. I'm too lazy to put the video up, so apologies to everybody else listening. But, uh, Dan, I'm looking at this Extreme Rules card for WWE. It's 2021, if anyone didn't know what year it was, which is understandable. But I'm looking at this Extreme Rules card, and there aren't any Extreme Rules. Like, outside of the Demon, there's, and I guess Alexa Bliss, there's nothing special about this at all. And it's already a B-level pay-per-view, if not a C-level pay-per-view. But I'm astonished at how little effort WWE has put in here. So I was trying to uh, think about it. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll ask Bilal. Because like, I, I couldn't think of any extreme stipulations, but there isn't. Not a single, like again, so full disclosure, we're taping this ahead of SmackDown. So right. the tribal chief could add stuff to two or three matches, but I really don't think that's going to change. Um, the only argument you can make is you're getting the extreme version of Finn Balor, no. getting the twisted Alexa Bliss, if you will, um, more extreme <clears throat> Becky Lynch. Uh, but man, now we're really, I can't even stretch it beyond that, to be honest with you. Like there's really no argument for any of this. So yeah, this is extreme rules without the extreme or the rules. No rules. Hardly Jeff Hardy's extreme. on the card though. He's extreme. Yeah. Yes. When is this contract up? Uh, I don't know, but uh, probably not uh, long from now. But let's let's get into this, Dan. Uh, we've got the Universal Champion Reigns facing the Demon Finn Balor. And this would be a big deal, a legitimate chance to see a new champion, except that it's, it's very clear Roman is going to face Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. And then he's going to face The Rock at WrestleMania. Uh, so, no, absolutely, of course. But, I mean, absolutely, Demon, no Demon, Finn Balor is not beating Roman Reigns. Zero chance. Uh, it's such a shame, Dan, because you could have waited until the draft, put him on Raw against a Big E, and at least there would have been a legitimate chance that he could be champion. But you put him in this spot with Roman Reigns. He's not done the demon gimmick, and it seems like a year. And Over a year. You've wasted it. Like, Did he this... ever do it in NXT when he went back? Uh, I'm sure... I feel like at some point I don't he think did. he did. Yeah, maybe he did. You're right, because he very much was the new Finn Balor. And I don't know if we ever saw that. If we did, it was incredibly sparingly. Like, it was maybe once. I don't think so, though. Um, so, so th- it, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, this should be a special. It, it is special. But I think this should be reserved for a title program. Like, at least if you had done this, say you did this after Brock had someday become champion in the future. And you had the specter of, okay, Brock beat Roman at WrestleMania or whatever but he's going to go away now. So Finn Balor might actually legitimately take the title off him, but there's just no sense of that. And this is the main event of this card, undoubtedly. Yes, it will be. And no, I mean, so what? Uh, uh, Brock in Roman is happening in Saudi. Yep. Um, and so there, look, even though he hasn't pulled out the demon in probably two years, I think. Mm-hmm. It's been at least two years, maybe longer. Mm-hmm. It's still a protected gimmick mm-hmm. for what that is worth. He's never lost as the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they've been saying that on SmackDown, but he's never so. lost at the demon. Mm-hmm. He's never lost as that character. Uh, but they're gonna he's gonna lose here. And uh that's a I, I mean, I don't know if it's a waste or not, because if he doesn't pull it out very often, but it seems like a waste. It seems like why you know you you, you could have had more life 
it's like it's, it's not the same thing of what i'm about to say but mm-hmm. like it, it's like like the takers streak at, at mania mm-hmm. obviously it's not the same thing at all no, but similar but it's it's he's never lost as that character mm-hmm. and he's going to and and why yeah it's it's very odd my only hope with this because we know roman's gonna win maybe paul Heyman and the usos or something they cook up a way to wash away the makeup and they get they they sort of tear apart the mystique and reduce the demon to finn balor and then you can argue that okay roman found the solution and maybe next time he won't use face pain maybe he'll have a bodysuit i don't know maybe there's a way to try to save this but it's not looking good. And uh, Dan, uh, things only get worse from there. The Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair is going to take on Alexa Bliss, and thank God I have a Google Home and not an Alexa, uh, with the prospect of Becky Lynch facing Charlotte at Survivor Series. It's going to render every single women's match on this card that could have been important, not important, and then there's a third women's match we'll talk about later. Uh, Like, there's no way Alexa wins this. Is there, Dan? Like, did they want to do Alexa and Bianca at Survivor Series? I don't think so. Okay, I, I actually think Alexa is going to win. Oh, wow. Uh, because uh, one, and usually I would say the opposite, but they're, mm-hmm. they're in Bliss's, uh, I'm going to say Bliss because I do have uh, <laughs> one of those devices the things. That, that shall not be named. But uh, it is actually in Bliss's hometown. Mm. And usually that means that, that they would lose. Yep. But in this case, plus... Uh, no, I think plus all the thing with with uh, Charlotte's father, mm. and as well as uh, just that I think Bliss is selling a lot more merch, and those dolls are selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bliss is going to win. Actually, we don't know how much Charlotte's getting on the Charlie dolls, though, Dan. That's a big factor here. <laughs> she should be pushing those because they do <laughs> exist. The Charlie dolls. Yeah. I- Charlie. Anyways, um, I just, it's a very deep internet reference that uh, probably only 1% of people listening got. But, I got it. Yeah, <clears throat> you were the 1%. But yeah, but yeah I, you know what? I, I guess it's good that there's a chance here. Um, it's sad that the chance is because Ric Flair has been exposed for something WWE should have never defended. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a whole other issue. I think it's going to be grimmer when you go over to SmackDown. We take a look at Becky Lynch defending her newly won women's champion against Bianca Belair. Um, I, I think Bianca is better as this chasing baby face. I think this is giving her a lot of character as a character. And uh, I think Becky's done very good as a heel here. And again, I just, people have wanted Becky and Charlotte. So I would be, I, you made a very good argument for Alexa, but I would be even more shocked if they took the title off Becky so quickly. Have they ever done Bliss and Becky? I don't think so. So that would be interesting. Yeah. And um, I I could see some, especially, look, I I think Alexa had a pretty good promo with Charlotte on Raw. It sort of had very, uh, you know, Ruby Soho, uh, Britt Baker vibes a week too late. But you see something good and you want to imitate it in your own way. There's not really a monopoly on any of this stuff. So, uh, yeah, I I just, I can't see Bianca winning here, Dan. I think this is even more of a slam dunk than what I said about uh, Charlotte and Alexa. She's... She's somewhat Teflon in that people like Bianca Belair. She's already been champion. She's already had the WrestleMania moment. Like she kind of loses nothing by not winning to Becky here. I think it just allows her to keep growing and exploring new areas as a character. Whatever it was that she had to lose, she already lost it. Mm -hmm. She lost it at SummerSlam. 
uh, Becky is, is, she may as well be Roman because she ain't losing. Yeah, no, I think she's a big draw and uh, they're going to protect her. And, I, you know, I saw something and I'm not going to verify this, that Sasha Banks was pregnant or for whatever reason, she's not around. Um, so it's not as if you have a lot else. You know, we'll talk later about Liv Morgan and Carmella at the very end of this. Um, there, there isn't a lot of depth in this women's division, specifically on SmackDown uh, and arguably on Raw at the moment. Let's go over to the U.S. title. Uh, Damian Priest, uh, who was not the priest for the uh, index wedding, to my chagrin, will take on Sheamus and Jeff Hardy for some reason because he got added because he beat Sheamus in a match because he never faced Sheamus before. Um, I just, you know, Priest is the guy they're clearly hot on. He did the Bad Bunny stuff. Despite being away, which probably did him a favor, he came back and found himself in this spot. Sheamus and Jeff have done great stuff, but they're sort of cannon fodder to some extent here. I can't imagine they're going to take the title off Priest so soon. Oh, Dan, I think we've lost your audio there. And I, and I guarantee you, I did not, there we are. I did not mute you as the host of this Zoom. Go ahead, Dan. Sorry about that. No worries. Uh, I don't know why they added Hardy to this match. Hmm. And Damien Priest is I maybe my maybe my favorite thing about Raw at hmm. right now. I really like this character. I really like him. I think he's doing a great job. Hmm. And so yeah, I agree that there's no there's no reason to take it off him. So I hope they don't. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And there's not it's it's good. I don't think it's great, but it's good. And I don't think they it's should fine. mess with something that, yeah, I don't think they should mess with something that's fine. Um, speaking of things that are fine, the SmackDown tag team titles, the Usos taking on the Street Profits. And, and Dan, I just, I'm obsessed with Survivor Series. You got the potential with Biggie and Roman probably going head to head, most likely at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. You have the potential to, you know, you hot shot the tag team titles onto Kofi and Xavier. And we could be talking about Kofi and Xavier versus the Usos, the two greatest tag teams of this generation. So as much as I love the Street Profits, I'd be very surprised if they flip the titles to them here because they can do this at any point. But they just, they did, didn't they do this uh, on Raw on Monday? No, they did a a six man, Mm -hmm. but the same idea, Mm -hmm. uh, which also would have been a way better uh, Survivor Series match Mm -hmm. instead of what they did when they hot shot of that exact match on Monday. Mm-hmm. And and then they gave us another like that. that anyways, Monday is a whole other discussion, mm-hmm. but a whole lot of hot shotting went down on Monday. And yeah, that would have been a great idea for Survivor Series. Now, let me ask you, because I, I don't remember, mm-hmm. is the draft happening before Survivor Series? Yes, it's October 1st. Uh, whatever the SmackDown is at the start of October is the first day and then the following Raw. This is silly. Okay, like, so you just, you immediately you reshuffle the decks Mm -hmm. and then you 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 expect us to believe that these characters have brand loyalty a week later yeah and they're competing uh, for brand loyalty why why would they do that saudi first like that's the good thing that's going to make it all okay they're going to go get some oil money then they're going to focus on brand (laughs) supremacy they're going to focus on money supremacy first yeah good good for them (laughs) and just give them some space but yeah it doesn't make it much better um Fun aside, it'd be very interesting to see what they do with Mansoor between now and Saudi Arabia because they just had him lose King to Alberto and uh, Garza, who are a team out of nowhere. That was on main event one week and they won on Raw the next week. I don't know what's like, I don't know. I they might give him King cousins. of the Ring because that, that's mm. the finale is in Saudi. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that'd be a smart move. Maybe Ali coaches him, or that's the final. Yes. That w- you know what? If they, if you did a King of the Ring tournament, you had Mansoor on one side, Ali on the other side, and that's your final. Be pretty good. Be pretty pretty good, and uh, be an interesting dynamic to see. Because I don't know how many King of the Rings, and I'm trying, I'm thinking here, have finished with two tag team partners in the finals. I can't think of any. I don't remember. That's that, see, that's too brilliant an idea. They're not going to do it now. But man, I would be, and again, you'd be pandering to the Saudi audience by having, you know, uh, a guy with Pakistani heritage from Chicago going up against somebody from Saudi. Like that would be brilliant, but they won't do it. Anyways, speaking of things they shouldn't do, uh, Liv Morgan's going to take on Carmella. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, Dan, the only saving grace here because Carmella's just had all the title shots that she didn't deserve is maybe, maybe Liv Morgan gets the win here and then she can get destroyed by Becky Lynch. Why? What, in the same show? No, 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 in a future show? show. Like, she beats Carmella, it establishes her as a number one contender, or puts her in that stratosphere, and then Becky can chew her up in Saudi or on SmackDown or something. Well, didn't she, she already did that at SummerSlam. How she just disposed of her. At disposed SummerSlam. of Carmella, she hasn't disposed Carm- of Liv Morgan yet. Oh, the, oh you meant Liv Morgan, okay. But, yeah, um, um, She's going to regardless. Hmm. Uh, so is that official that the, this is, it, it, your your wording is it's a future woman's title shot, not a number one contenders match? Um, they haven't put that in. That's my, uh, I, I've sort of put my podcast notes for the description here. Um, but I think that's the only way this makes any sense, right? Like, why are you mm. doing this match here? Because still it doesn't be, make any sense. Yeah, it still doesn't make any sense. But Why is this, like, this is something for SmackDown. Why is this on Extreme Rules? Uh, it honestly feels like they forgot and they just put it on last minute because, you know, this was in the midst of that midst of that tag team match with Tony Storm, who they really should be pushing, and uh, Selena Vega tagging with their, you know, partners here. And somehow they came away with that match, which I didn't know this was still a rivalry, to be honest with you, Dan. I thought they had just dropped it, but I guess they wanted to put one more card or one more match on the card, if you will. Do you think, so what, this is five matches? uh let's do a quick on one two three four five six matches so this just puts it one you know what it was they didn't want it to look like a takeover so they just jammed a six match on here this is what it is uh this is the best part of the card that this should be done in about two and a half hours yeah that's the is. best thing about what i'm looking forward to most about this extreme what match are you looking forward to here i guess roman and the demon i think that would be of. something interesting um but yeah, maybe Brock shows up, causes some havoc, but the bar, like, I don't know, Dan, do you have anything else you could throw in? Because the bar is so low here. No, there's nothing I'm looking forward to. Um, hold on. what Did we talk about, we missed a match, did we? No, this is everything. You got the women's tie. Like, here's the thing I will say. I'm surprised Bobby Lashley isn't defending his title against Big E on this card. That seems like a really obvious match they didn't do. They still might. We didn't uh, really talk about the Usos and Street Profits, but we did. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't see the Street Profits winning. I don't know if we yeah. covered that. No, I just, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to, like, to your point, and I wrote this in, in my notes here, but do you really want to see them face RK Bro? Like, I, I guess the promos would be no. funny, but it would just sort of, I don't think it would jive as a real rivalry. Like, I think, you know, and I'll shout out what culture, the, you know, a lot of these belts don't mean anything. 
So you might as well flip them around and have good rivalries if you're going to do the Survivor Series thing. Like you might as well, like if people, and this is my point, if people want Charlotte and Becky, even if they're both heels, give them Charlotte and Becky. You know what I mean? Like we're not going to do that again at WrestleMania. It's very perfect for a Survivor Series thing. Do it, be done with it. The dynamics don't really work on a WrestleMania level and you probably need one of them on each brand given that you don't have Sasha and Bailey right now. I think that's very smart. So I think that's what they need to do. And certainly, you know, we're taping this before SmackDown. It'd be very interesting to see what happens with that Intercontinental title with Shinsuke Nakamura and Apollo oh, Crew, right. Or Apollo. I guess I don't even, he doesn't even use the last name. I would imagine you keep it on Shinsuke. And Shinsuke and Damian Priest, you know what? They can just see who's more of the rock star. I think that's passable as a, as a gimmick. And, you know, maybe Boogs and Bad Bunny can meet. I don't know. I, I think they're going to add another match. It might be that one. And there's, there's got to be some stipulations here. There's nothing, which is... Yeah, I, I think they do, to your point, they really desperately need to put stipulations on. Uh, the like, And I'm not saying doll on a pole match or something dumb like that. I mean, like, maybe Becky and Bianca the tables match. Uh, maybe you do a TLC match for the tag team titles or a ladder match in the US title match to put Priest at a disadvantage against Jeff Hardy. Like, there are some things you could do but they haven't done. Um, and I'll give us a good segue here, Dan, before we get out of here. It's talking about AEW. Um, certainly last night, as the time of recording, was the big uh, New York show, Arthur Ashe, uh, Dynamite. Obviously, Rampage hasn't happened yet. It's a two-hour show. Good luck staying up for that. Um, but I, I will say one of the biggest takeaways I had was when I was watching Cody come out, and I'm just like, oh, Cody stole all the pyro and all the video editors for himself because that Daniel Bryan Kenny Omega match was excellent, but it, it it needed it needed some sort of video package off the top for like for anyone who's not you and me who's a more casual fan and maybe doesn't know all the lineage of Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan, like why should you like it was a great match, but why should you care about these characters? They didn't say anything. Right. There was no video promo. There wasn't even much of an entrance for either guy. They were just the standard entrances. Like I. I was shocked by that, and it gave me a good chance to troll Cody Rhodes on Twitter, which I already have done. Did you? A little bit. I uh, they could have done that. You're right, and they because I'm sure they could have got easily gotten footage from Ring of Honor mm-hmm. that they could have made into. Um, yes, but let's we're I I hope we're just nitpicking here because mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was a great show. That was a. I mean, let's be. You know, I was. Over dinner, I was talking to my wife, and I had mentioned about you that you, you're often very forgiving towards mm-hmm. WWE, and mm-hmm. you often nitpick more AEW a lot more mm-hmm. than WWE. Yeah. But so I needed to ask you point blank: Are do you believe? Uh, sorry, which which company do you believe is putting out better professional wrestling television? Oh, that's that's a good way to phrase it. Um. It's very difficult because I think the things that AW does well, which is the matchmaking straight up they're the way they're lining up rivalries, the story beats they're getting to are excellent. They're superior to WWE. I still have a lot of qualms with the production, with the editorial sure. choices, with the presentation and even the, the timing of the matches. Like I, I like the notion as much as I'll make fun of it of a draw. I think it was done very well in that Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega match mm-hmm. hasn't been done so well in other instances. Um, I, I look at other matches, like for example, if you go to the um, MJF and uh, Pillman, mm-hmm. it's just way too much. 
just way too much. And there's still a lot of things about this brand I'm just personally not comfortable with. MJM, MJF manhandling that cheerleader. Uh, I, it just felt unnecessary to me, Dan. Like all he had to do was have Wardlow stand behind her and point at Wardlow and then have her look up at Wardlow, the almost thing, and be like, oh yeah, that's the big guy. You need to get out of here. Um, so I, I will clash on things like that. And obviously I have a production and a producing background. So the massive gaps they have, you know, as much as I like Alistair Black, this is a company that's had production issues. I'm not sure if you should be cutting to black as much as they do on Alistair Black. Like I get it, but it's not a great editorial choice for a company that's legit had problems with going to commercial break preemptively, potential like power issues. Uh, like it just, I, I struggle with a lot of these choices. So do you think that they've improved from a production standpoint over the last year? They have. Um, I still think a lot of the choices are very, you know, again, I look at that show last night and you look at the deployment of, of the video packages and, you know, it, it is frustrating. And there are things that are really good. I think the, the Ruby Soho, the Britt Baker match, I thought it was excellent. I'm glad it was a main event. Um, it, it didn't suffer yep. a lot of the issues I've seen in their other women's matches where, although I, I don't think you can really sell that as a 60 minute match with 20 minutes in your show. Like that's really dumb. Like they, they are do not that all the time. Yeah, I, yeah. I know, but just, or TV time remaining, yeah, but it's fine. Say, TV but, yeah. time remaining is fine, but pl- don't lie to me and tell me you're going to give me 60 <laughs> minutes of women's wrestling when you've only allocated 20. Like I know how math works. It's really dumb. So yeah, I, I think the product is definitely improving. I think certainly if you look at CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, um, all of these guys have done- Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho is an even best, better example, to be honest. She is They've, shining. They have all done better with the time allow, allotted to them in AEW versus WWE. There's probably examples I'm going to forget of WWE- Sting. Yeah, Sting, I would give a lot of credit. That that Darby Allen spot where he just did a coffin drop on the apron uh, yeah. was gutsy, but pretty stupid. Because um, legitimately, <laughs> he could have just stood in the ropes and kicked the guy away when, you know, the oh, yeah, FTR yeah. member away when he got in the ring. So at a certain point, my suspension of disbelief is broken, much like his back. Um, but no, the brand is improving. Uh, I think they have a real place. I think when you look at where NXT 2.0 is right now, I think it's mm-hmm. become very clear that whatever niche they've carved out and and it's not an insignificant niche it's essentially you know and i don't even think they've thought of it this clearly it's the wrestling company for the younger generation that's what this is this is a wrestling company that's targeted at people your age and my age but even predominantly younger and wwe's demographic is predominantly older and realistically um, those people are going to gradually have less spending power eventually die and that market is going to move. And, and that's why you're seeing WWE reinvent NXT uh, to try to attract dumber, younger, not dumber, demographics. Um, so it, it's it's a pretty smart play in those ways. It just amazes me of the things they let slip through the crack. Even Cody, why is Cody not a heel? Like how much, how much oh. do you need to do this before you figure this out? I think, like, I don't know if you uh, caught... And, and there's sort of an interpretation of what his, his ring attire coming to the ring was. Hmm. Did you catch no, what I that reference that. was too? Nope. Uh, many people, including myself, believe hmm. it's a character from the show and the comic book, The Boys. 
hmm. the character of Homelander. And the character of Homelander is a Superman character who is a heel that pretends to be a baby face. And this is what a lot of people think Cody has been doing for the last while. He's a heel, but he's pretending to be a baby face. Hmm. And he looked just like Homelander. Like he does look like him already, that character. Um, but then other people thought that he was dressed like Evil Knievel. But uh, I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> Homelander. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's the Dark Order stuff is really starting to fall apart, which is very sad because you know, this is a group that had Brody Lee in it a long time ago and it just descended into kind of nothing. Well, Daddy's coming soon. He'll be here within a month. Oh, hang on. Rotunda oh. will take over the Dark Order. Is that, is there some speculation? Oh, Dan, or did you just make that up? Because I can't even tell. Oh, I, there is <laughs> definitely speculation. I'm not the, the, I'm not the, certainly not the only one who says that, mm. uh, who want that. Mm. nothing is official but um of course like you know but it's like one of those things like we knew punk and brian were coming mm. we know bray wyatt's coming and it's the speculation of what role he will do and that's the the heavy speculation that he will take over the dark order See, uh, that is very interesting i will give you that I, and again i think there are such fundamental issues with this company i will always struggle to fully endorse it like Rampage right now, if you don't catch it live here in Canada, good luck finding it after because TSN is not repeating it on any of their channels or airing it on any of their television channels. And they don't bother to upload it most times after the fact. So uh, I know people and uh, you know, you and I don't have to do this because people are pretty on top of telling Tony Khan and anyone who will listen to them that, hey, where's my Rampage? But, you know, this is supposed to be the SmackDown to their Raw, and that's not a great example or maybe the NXT to their SmackDown. Um, but uh, you just can't let TV, like, listen, it, if you have a wrestling show and you've been doing a YouTube, you've been doing multiple YouTube shows, you do not settle for a broadcast rights deal where you're not on television. Like you go to a different broadcaster. Like, I, I just can't even believe the stupidity. Like, I think Impact has a TV deal still. How is their deal with TSN a streaming deal, not a TV deal? I didn't realize that because I only stream it. Yeah, I didn't but, realize it wasn't on national television. And and to not have the forthright to ensure it's available on demand. Like I've sat there, Dan, the day after I've gone to TSN's website, it's not there. And I've just had to watch the AEW clips on YouTube and be like, okay, that's a 10 minute version of this show, I guess. And I just give up because, you know, I, I'm not going to pirate it. I, I have no means of legally acquiring it. So I'm down to your highlights on YouTube. And this Why is wouldn't you pirate to... it? Oh, you can't pirate it, Dan. Um, no. You can't you can't do that. But anyways, it, it's it's just yeah, it, it's unbelievable to me that they haven't figured this out and they let you know things like that. And and you know Canada's not an insignificant market. Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, they're all Canadian. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of your top stars are from this country, and you're letting that deal slip through the cracks. That's uh, I didn't know, know that because I I stream it from TSN. <laughs> Yeah, I paid live, twenty dollars okay. a month to stream <laughs> AEW. Yeah, God help you if you're going to do anything after ten p.m. on a Friday, right? Oh well, uh, this week is going to be uh, so. Going back to and I was mm. I was telling you I was going to bring this up. Mm. So, Extreme Rules Sunday live pay per view. Yep. And I'm going to go ahead and mm. 
predict that the Friday pre-taped Rampage will be a far superior show than Extreme Rules. Remind me what's on Rampage again, because I'm going to remember as you say it, but just what you can list off the top. CM Punk versus Will Hobbs. Yep, good match. That's going to be fun. Uh, There's going to be Moxley and Kingston Kingston, versus Archer and Minoru Suzuki. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be Jurassic Express versus Adam Cole and the Bucks. Yeah, that's going to be a trios match. I'm going to try to pull up the rest of the card here to just do this some credit while we're chatting here. Um, but already, yeah. already, yeah. A Miro, no, Miro's on Dynamite next week. Yeah, I'll give them credit though for, um, you know, for promoting stuff uh, in advance. I will not give them credit for their website because when I go to Rampage, I'm going to get right. the results from last week. That's not what I wanted. Oh, wait a second. Okay. No, 17th of September. Oh, AEW. Oh, Jericho and Hager versus the men of the year. Yeah, that'll be okay. I I want some MMA. It's a rampage. At least it's not like something stupid for uh, like Carmella and yeah. uh, Liv Morgan on a pay-per-view. For why? Why is that on a pay-per-view? Yeah, no, I agree. And you know what? I hope, uh, I don't want to say hopefully, most likely it will be on the pre-show. I don't think that's going to be on the main card or it's going to get buried somewhere, um, you know, where it won't get the same uh, the same push. This Rochester show that's coming up with, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Dynamite, I think that might be the one where Bray Wyatt comes. Yeah, it'll be... I'll give Tony Khan credit. He spent a lot of money. He's very invested in bringing these guys forward. It'll be interesting to see because they've got so much talent that the worry is always going to be, how do you keep all like, you know, Jade Cargill is someone who's just disappeared to some extent, right? Cause there's just no time for someone who isn't TV ready. Even Layla Hirsch, you can make the argument that she's not really getting a whole lot of time now. And right. they were on rampage last week, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that was the match. It was, it was funny. Yeah. I thought of it that way. It was Hirsch and uh, Cargill, which was pretty good. Like they're both people I would be comfortable, and, and they're interesting enough characters. Um, Hirsch, maybe we could use a manager, but they're interesting enough characters that I could see them on TV every week. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fascinating position they're in. And you know, the more I think about the demographics, I will give AEW a lot of credit. They do. They are in a position where. 10, 20 years, they're by default going to be a significantly bigger obstacle for WWE if something doesn't change. 20 years? Why do you think that's going to take that long? This is, they're, they're a problem now. I, I, yeah, the ratings are close, but I mean in terms... Yeah, I guess the ratings they're, are close now. Look, but I, the, they're a the problem. What, the, the, you, you, look, they've, what, look what they've done since summer, since Punk came back. Mm-hmm. All the hot shot, shot choices they've made, they're a problem for this company, for the WWE, because if they like when they publicly pretend that it's not a problem, but yet their booking reflects that there's a problem. They're changing things on mm-hmm. the fly. What they did on Monday, that was crazy. What they they started, they gave away that triple match on the it top of the show with the bloodline versus the new day, oh, which sorry, should have been trios. a pay-per-view. Yep. And then they gave away the 
the main of like that that was crazy on the same show and for what and they still lost you know what i think the thing is with it and you're right dan and the problem is that in vince mcmahon's eyes the only money the only money the only number that matters is money and they've secured you know over a billion dollars in rights fees and you know aw's sitting like i'm just ballparking here around 100 million somewhere around there 200 million like there is a big there's a big gap there and part of that is just the cycles of ad rights right like you're going to need a cycle of i think 2 to 5 years for aw even the value they have right now for all their rights to cycle for all of wwe's rights to cycle and for all of these properties to be assessed on an even playing field from just a financial perspective and everything feeds off like it's not like you know the comparison between lebron james and a wnba player all of this is about rights fee. That's the primary source of income. The other stuff, as we saw at the pandemic, like touring is very secondary. Like that is where the big money is. So that's where I see, because you're right, right now we could look at Raw, we could look at um, Dynamite, we could look at the ratings and we could say they're basically tied. And in some cases, Dynamite will do better depending on how you look at it, week to week, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, they're not going to get a deal like SmackDown. They're not going to get a network deal for a billion dollars anytime soon. If anything, they're going to TBS. And that's not because, but the problem with the TBS deal, it was done before all this. It wasn't done after all this, right? Like the TBS move, uh, including a new championship, I hear, was done well in advance of most of the things you're talking about. It was done months and months and months ago. Okay. But I- are, are we shareholders or are we wrestling fans? I don't care how much the WWE makes. Mm-hmm. It's a real, I just want good television. I don't care how much they might they make. I don't mm-hmm. care how much they get for their Fox deals or from Saudi Arabia. I just want compelling television. Yeah, no, no, and, I agree. And there's a problem. And, and, and it, there's a problem with, with the WWE is currently reacting moment to moment to what AEW is doing and then yet they're publicly pretending that they're not and it, it's fascinating to watch and hopefully this is going to uh, fix things I mean the best thing about competition is that both companies get better for it hopefully hmm. uh, I again like I I don't want you know I, I've loved WWE my whole life hmm. since I was a little kid I don't want them to go away. I don't want them to fail the way they keep failing. I just want them to get better, right? And this, if a w, an AEW is currently making them worse, but I do think that th- eventually the something has got to happen. And, and probably, we keep saying this, probably what is going to, eventually Vince is going to be removed either mm-hmm. from life or from somehow, he just can't yeah, do it anymore. And they have to carry him away, but it, that's it. It's not going to change until that happens. Uh, but there, it's going to happen, and the company will get better eventually. But right now, it's not. I I will always worry in terms of AEW's mass appeal beyond where they are now because of, you know, I think of that cage match with uh, the tag titles, right? And you know, you had. It's one thing to, it's not even one thing, but it's quite a deal to rip off a luchador's mask or rip at it. But it's another thing when you take a spiked shoe to his foot, his face, you know, and do it repeatedly. And you just have a bloody mess on there. The, the, the issue I'm always going to have with AEW is 
I don't think they're ever positioned to be a mainstream product. And that might be what inevitably stops them from getting a network deal. Because we've already seen with Peacock, they've reeled back on a lot of WWE's archives, right? And I don't know if they have the discipline in AEW, because they certainly don't have the production, but even the discipline in terms of what they do to be that mainstream, like to, to be the mainstream product, essentially, as opposed to the alternative to the mainstream product. And at some point, they have to make a decision. Are you just the alternative or do you want to be the mainstream product? And right now, the decision they've made is to be the alternative product. It's a but wrestling isn't as mainstream as it once was. Mm-hmm. Uh, AEW or not, like again, let's go back two years before the company existed. Mm. The, the, you know, the, where did the eight to 10 million people go that watched in, two, in 2001 mm. uh, after the fall of WCW? Where did they go? Because mm-hmm. a lot of them have, and I know there's, there's other factors like there's, uh, not as many people have cable, for example, anymore yeah. in their houses. And, and a lot of people watch it online. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really hard to get an accurate number about how many people are watching. But it does, there's clearly have been a severe drop in all wrestling, not just WWE, but all yeah. in, in the past 20 years. That uh, And where do they go? Where do these people mm-hmm. go? I'm told some of them are starting to come back and st- to our our or at least giving AEW a chance. Mm. But I don't think that's reflected. Again, though, the same thing. Like We don't know how many people are watching through illegal streams. And mm. and, and I never hear about the DVR numbers. You know, mm. I'd be very interested in hearing about those as well. They should be a factor. Yeah. yeah but there's, I... wrestling has, has, has really died down in the past mm. 20 years. Yeah, to be fair, though, through this pandemic, I think all sports took a pretty big dip and we're talking like 40, 50, 60 percent in most cases. So there is a marketplace out there where you can reach more people. I, I yeah, I, I I think the product we see now is not a product that can be a mainstream product. It's you can't just, you know, going back to my point about Kenny Omega and Daniel Bryan, you can't just be like, yeah, these guys are fighting like it's not enough. And they, they, they haven't shown, uh, they, they, and it's, it's not even far. Like there's being the elite, there's the road to like all the pieces are there. They're just not putting the pieces together in a puzzle that people are going to understand. Like hardcore fans, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, the, the Japanese star, his name's already escaped me. Like, you, Suzuki? thank you. Um, you can put those pieces together. I'll be quite honest. When I saw him, I didn't know who he was. Cause I don't follow Japanese wrestling. I, I, I knew who he was, but I wasn't, I'm not familiar with like him. I vaguely recognize the name is the best I could say. Yeah. Um, but, but you can't like but those if, people did. Yeah. Maybe the, in the live audience, it's a higher number, but in terms of your mainstream audience, if you are going to assume everybody knows everything, you're catering to an incredibly small audience. And at some point they have to make that pivot. And until they do that, I don't think they can ever be the number one wrestling company in the world because they're not trying to appeal to people beyond their base, right? It's not unlike when a political party just sits there and we just finished a federal election here in Canada and says, yeah, you know, I'm your party, stick with me. That's okay, but you need to have a big tent. And, and I do look at moves like CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole. These are predominantly WWE guys who are gonna bring you more casual fans 
but you've got to present them in a way, or at least present the people they're against. Like maybe you don't have to set up Daniel Bryan as much as you have to set up Kenny Omega, but there are probably people who love Daniel Bryan in WWE who have never seen Kenny Omega fight a match before who watched the other night and were like, who's this weird dude? And they just, they have no idea. And you have to champion that. And I appreciate that Cody probably spent a lot of time editing that video package of his rivalry with Aleister Black. I assume by himself, or maybe Brandy did it. And then he went out and got special pyros for himself and had some word, but they're booing you anyways. It doesn't matter. Like you don't have to, you don't need to set up so much who Cody is. He founded this company, but you need to set up who Kenny Omega is or, and or Daniel Bryan, because they've never faced each other before. And that's the dream match. Uh, Cody and Alistair Black is not the dream match. It is just a match on the same card as a dream match. And it's such a fundamental failure in understanding what this company can be. And uh, Dan, until I see otherwise, I, I just, unfortunately, as much as I am I'm enjoying the wrestling, so happy to see CM Punk doing things. I'm so happy to see Ruby Soho get a chance. Like I wanted her to just take the title, quite honestly, to prove that she was the real deal. Like, cause Baker could always get it back. And, you know, at least I was able to, Imagine that for a few moments the other night. Uh, another factor that's going to be interesting is Owen Hart. How do you feel about that? Uh, in, in what respect? Is, is there another Dark Side of the Ring thing? I think I've heard murmurs, but I don't even know the whole story here. Uh, Martha Hart has come to an, an arrangement with AEW that she's going to allow them to honor Owen properly. Wow. Uh, they're going to have a tournament named after him. He's going to be in the video game. This is mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, They're going to have an annual tournament. I believe it's a tag team tournament, the Owen mm-hmm. Hart tournament. Um, he's going to be in the video game. There's going to have a, they're setting up some sort of charity in his mm-hmm. name and he's going to be honored. And, and that's, this is a huge get. Yeah. No. And I, I think there's a lot of room to expand in terms of, you know, not just honoring old wrestlers, but there's a lot of uh, blind spots in WWE's history of things. And this is a prime example of it where you can give a platform to something historical that didn't ever get the platform it deserved. And no, I would have well, applaud she, them for she, it. Like Martha Hart blocked that with with WWE for all the... And understandably. For, understandably. And, 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 you know, and they could, they somewhat tried to publicly vilify her by suggesting that she wouldn't let them honor the memory, which is, you know, what it really was, was like, she didn't feel that they would handle that with dignity. And clearly she believes that Tony Khan will, mm-hmm. and that says a whole lot. Yeah, no, that that's important. And these, I... keep, these things keep adding up in, mm-hmm. in the favor of this company, the goodwill towards this company. Yeah, no, there is a lot of goodwill. And uh, there's, again, as we always seem to say, the WWE will be a lot better off when Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, and uh, John Laronitis are hopefully just in a retirement home together, just sitting there being rich old guys and aren't ruining wrestling. But uh, that's unfortunately not the world we live in. Although, yeah, I don't know. I, NXT 2.0 is probably a whole other podcast, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, conflicted would be the best way I could put it because there are things I do enjoy. There are good things they've done with it. There's also a lot of bad. And uh, yeah, no, nobody needs Mandy Rose leading a stable. She is not Paige. She is not Charlotte Flair. She's uh, like, let's put it this way. If you were going to start, a st- if you are Gigi Do- Dolene and uh, 
JC Jane or whatever ridiculous name she has, and you have you're you're in WWE, you can find anyone to mentor you. Do you want the biggest loser in the history of the women's division? Is that who you go to first? Because that's what Mandy Rose is. Like she She was on the main roster. She's yeah, a, she's a superstar. I feel like wasn't she one of the first people eliminated in a Ro- women's Royal Rumble, one of the first people eliminated in a women's elimination chamber. Well, she's done like, nothing on the main She roster, only yeah. beat Sonya Deville because Sonya Deville didn't want to be there anymore because of personal issues. Like that's her greatest achievement. And it was because her friend wanted her to win. Uh, and that's about all she ever achieved on the main roster. So there you go. Mandy Rose is the least of the concerns of 2.0. They should have got but, Dana Brooke. But, well, the, she may as well. Um, but they're going to, you know, I'm glad that, you know, Vince has resorted back to a cultural stereotypes with Tony D'Angelo. Like, these are the characters I'm excited about. Yeah. I, uh, it will be funny if that guy gets squashed, um, you know, or if he gets a hit put on him by yeah. Hit Row. Um, there is some, but yeah, no, it's, it's so he's bad. gonna put it he's gonna those words are gonna come out of his mouth he's gonna put a hit on him yes they're gonna yeah. few because he's gonna get a uh he, he's gotta have a, a a stable with this guy yeah I, I don't think he'll be able to resist but hey he might be better than nunzio anyways dan uh always good to talk to you about wrestling <laughs> thank you thank um, you I guess our next stop will probably be the crown jewel show because we're quite a ways away from an AEW pay-per-view so uh yeah, hold on to your jewels for that one. Uh, I'm Bilal Vakani. That's Daniel Shahori. This has been The Express. We actually were taking a look back at uh, Extreme Rules many, many minutes ago, but we also got into AEW as well. We'll be back as with you next should time. should have. Yeah, no, it was worth it. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 